Hi, thanks for tuning into the Questions Queen podcast, the podcast where we have your favorite couples share their love journey. Honestly, I'm just a hopeless romantic that wants to highlight Black love in its purest form. Each couple will be unique in their own way, so let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Questions Queen podcast. I'm your host, Asha, also known as The Questions Queen, and today we have a very, very special couple here with us today. I think I probably say this every time, but each couple on um, my podcast means a lot to me. I hold them very close to my heart. This couple here is family. We have Matt and Corinne Thomas on the line. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime. I mean, thank you for having us. This is really an honor. <laughs> of course, of course. So before we get into the meat of the combo, I like to start with the icebreaker. This icebreaker <laughs> is called, How Well Do You Know Your Partner? All right, y'all ready? Oh, all right. oh snap. Okay, don't get nobody in trouble, though. Right. <laughs> none of that, none of that. It's all fun. It's all fun and games. Okay. So, Matt, since you're talking about people getting in trouble, we're going to start with you first. Um, okay, so, Matt. Here we go. This should, this should be an easy one, but it could also be a hard one. Uh-huh. What's Corinne's favorite curse word? <laughs> so many of them. So many. That's why from. it's hard. Uh, I'm a, shoot. I mean, I don't think she has a favorite. She just, you know, goes with what she feels. I mean, I'm a... I'll say the F word. I'm say the, I go with the F bomb. You always gotta hit them with the F bomb. A nice quick fuck in there. Yeah. You gotta show them the enthusiasm. He's a real life so cusser. Honestly, He's a real life cusser though. So you know, she got a lot to choose from. You know how to use them honestly, well too. That's why I asked this question because she does love all of them. But I remember she made a social media post that said it was one specific one. And you're not on social media. So that's why I was like, I wanted to see if you was going to know. I'm going to say the (laughs) F-bomb. Okay, that's correct. Well, Corinne, is that correct? Absolutely. That was definitely like, when when you asked the question, I was like, F-bomb all the way. Like, my favorite thing. (laughs) Okay. Now, Corinne, we got to put you in the hot seat. Okay. So what's one thing that annoys Matt? Ah, what annoys you? Oh, I mean, he's pretty like chill and like laid back. So he he's not easily like annoyed. But one thing that annoys him is when he feels like he's being controlled. Okay. That's understandable. Um, I could definitely see that because I don't I don't like being controlled. I like to do the controlling. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But I'm I gave I okay, Matt, I gave um Corinne. It's so hard not to call you Shug right now. You I'm really trying my hardest. <laughs> it's your show. Yes. Um thanks guys. Uh <laughs> but so Matt, I definitely tried to make sure that this question for um uh Corinne was like the hard one because I'm like I've never seen Matt mad, annoyed. Like you're always just peaceful happy always bringing good vibes and I was like I don't even know one time that I've seen him really annoyed so I had to ask for myself to be honest <laughs> yep. that's it when he feels like 
you know, he's being controlled or you're trying mm-hmm. to tell him what to do or something or he's losing freedom, then yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, pretty, that pisses him off easily. I dig it. That's a fact, though. <laughs> okay. She got so, that right. So let's get into the meat of the conversation. This is my favorite part because um, we get to know um, a little bit about you and your union. And Mm -hmm. so my first question that I have is, tell myself and the listeners, um, how did you guys meet? And like how long, you know, give us some background of how long you guys been together. Corinne tells the story so well, so I'm going to give her that. This is my time to shine. (laughs) Because for real, for real, he, our, our stories vary and like, so, but I think mine is really like actually what happened. Like it's mm-hmm. the truth. So long story short. So I um was working in the HR department at the Philadelphia prisons. And mm-hmm. um, so he applied for a job and like, you know, so we reached out to him basically saying we were interested in interviewing him. Da, da, da. Um, so we set up the interview Um. And, you know, he was actually inquiring about the jobs. We were back and forth in exchanges, you know, um, mm-hmm. with different job details, things like that. Um, so he, um, so yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, and he would, he literally would like ask me so many questions, which actually, when I think about it, it's kind of like telling to who he is. Cause he's like Mr. 21 questions. Like he mm-hmm. always has so many questions asked, but mm-hmm. he would literally call like every day and like ask another question and ask another question and then. Wait, just so you, just so I'm clear, you said da, 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 the schedule is Thursday to like I was like, Brad, like for real. But anyway, so yeah, so he we set up an interview. Um, I actually was off that day, so we didn't. Um, I didn't get a chance because I usually was sitting all the interviews, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, uh, I was off that day, so the day of his interview, I didn't get a chance to meet him. Okay. However, so we did offer him offer him the job, and he was like debating it. You know, if I should take it, I should take it. Blah blah. blah. But so he finally took it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's so mad, very. <laughs> <laughs> he could be indecisive sometimes. So that's just so funny looking back thinking about it. I never made that connection, but yeah, that's it. Um <laughs> so then um so you know, so you know, so we offered him a job, boom, boom, he accepted it. And mm-hmm. then so we came in for our orientation. So you know, he's filling out paperwork, boom, boom, boom. And so I saw his um this this wristband that he still wears. He literally has it on right now. <laughs> and it was Omega Psi Five. So mm-hmm. in this prison environment, I was literally probably like the only like at the time I was probably like what 25 26 I don't know I don't remember uh-huh. um and there and just the prison environment there aren't many like college grads especially not a lot of Greeks it's just not the population there right um, so I was like super fucking hype like to be like I was like oh I was like you're cute oh, that's bomb. oh sorry <laughs> and the she can curse <laughs> I was actually going to ask you I didn't want to be that person I was going to be like can I curse because like I mean it's really hard for me to like express myself and be who I am no. without you know cursing. curse all you want curse yeah you want. there you go <laughs> She loves this. <laughs> Blast. <laughs> Hilarious. I was, like, I was like so excited. I was like, oh my God, you're cute. I was like, I'm a Delta. And like, if you know me, you know, I'm like not Greek at all. So like that was yeah, that in not. itself was like me stepping outside of my comfort. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you're a, a cute. I'm, I'm a Delta. Boom, boom. He was like, hm, cool. Like straight like that. What? He's like, is this? You know me? I was like, oh, okay. He, he was like, trying to play hard to get. That's all. Yes, that's all he, he was, was all nonchalant. He was like, "Oh, all right." That's he's like, "That's what's up, like, uh, bro." Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was like, "Okay, so we continue doing with it." And um, so then that was my that was I hadn't so that was the orientation, and then I hadn't mm-hmm. seen him again until um May. So that was like October, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, October two thousand seventeen. I didn't see him again until May two thousand eighteen, and um. 
and so at a company cookout. So, um, backstory. So, y'all, I don't know, listeners, whatever. I've been on a spiritual journey since like mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. So, in the midst of my spiritual journey, I went to a psychic. And at the time, she was really like low key. She probably only had like a thousand followers on Instagram. You probably know her. Her name is The Hood Healer on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Imani. So, I had a session with her, and she okay. was like, um, you know, pretty much giving me all this insight and stuff, reading my cards, blah, blah, blah. And she basically told me, like, go to everything you're invited to in May. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I came back from Thailand. I took this trip with my friends. We came back. It was so liberating, amazing, spiritually yeah. cleansing, all that. Came back. And so my coworker was like, Shug, like, because she called me Shug because that's my homegirl. She was <laughs> like, go to this cookout, like the, the company cookout. Like, and because I never came out of my office, I would literally do my eight and skate. Right. And, um, she was like, go to the company cookout. And I'm like, eh, I'd rather pay. She was like, come on, just go. Just get a bird. Just got the office. And I'm like, all right. So I went. So I went and I saw Matt um, mm-hmm. sitting there at the um, at the table, whatever. So I like waved. So he was sitting next to this girl. So I waved. So I'm like, hey, like all hype. And he like just didn't even see me. So the girl waved. She was like, hey. And I was like, huh, whatever. I was like, totally wasn't talking to you, but whatever. Right. So I awkwardly, like, you know, went to found a seat, got my burger, went to found a seat, whatever. And then um, as I was walking by, I think I waved again. Oh, no, you were, you got up to leave. And um, I was like, hey, I was, oh, what the fuck? Oh, shit. I threw up the hooks. That's the part. Because I had to get his attention. <laughs> I had to get his attention. So I threw up the hooks. So that's uh-huh. me. Can, like, you know, because he's a cute. Throw up the hooks. Oh, my God. I know. It's totally right. unacceptable. Boom, boom, boom. What the fuck ever. Um, so he pretty much looked at me like, fuck is this drawn? It's drawn. Like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, whatever. So then we started talking. We had small talk or whatever. And he was like, um, you know, come in my, come in my cookout or whatever. Um, I'm, my graduation cookout, you know, on Saturday. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. And da, 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 da. so I was like, all right. So um, um, he gave me his number and I text him or whatever. And then ever since we've been talking. So that was pretty Aww. much it. And then, and then, uh, so then, so again, every go to everything you're invited to. So mm-hmm. I was like, I text my friends and group chat. I'm like, I just told this guy, I'm like going to go to this cookout, but I'm like, really don't want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and they were like, girl, if you, if you, oh, uh, you go, we'll go, whatever like that. So that day, uh, the cookout, it was like a freaking monsoon. It was raining so hard. Uh-huh. Like, I just knew my friends were going to bail and be like, definitely not coming outside. Like, we're cool, sure. Like, Niz. But they were like, no, girl, we still going. I'm mm-hmm. like, dang. Still in the back of my mind. Go to everything you're invited to in May. Right, right. So I'm like, all right. So I pushed myself to go. We go there. Um, it was me, Morgan, Yao, and Christy. <laughs> named I wonder those are my homegirls <laughs> so anyway so we go there and um you know it was just Matt wasn't even there when we got there he, he had a house full of people so telling him Matt it was a turn up um and it was just really a good vibe and like he just really just took care of not only me when I was mm-hmm. there but also my friends like he was yeah. just hospitable just welcoming like just made us feel at ease to the point like we like pass out on the fucking sofa like knocked out <laughs> snoozing like drunk I, I love know. that I love that just, we were so comfortable like he just had that that aura you know what I mean like yeah. and I was like oh I like that you know like because what's important to me is not only that you know you you treat me good but you treat the people I love good as well so exactly. that meant a lot so that was a very long run. That's probably ten minutes. I'm so sorry, but that was my very long winded <laughs> way of saying how we met. That's why she had to tell no, the story. I love she, it. She tells it, you know, in depth. So 
I do like the way she tells it, though. I'm glad you allowed her to speak up for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, I have to know, and for my listeners, were you playing hard to get or, like, what was it? Why wasn't you giving her, you know, some energy in the beginning? No, it wasn't even that. I just didn't even know, like, at first I really didn't even see her waving to me. Like, when she said that she waved to me at the cookout, I really actually didn't even see her. Um, But... The person, the girl I was sitting next to, like they, they knew each other or something. So like they, you know, she knew, she knew, she knew her. So I'm like, all right, well, mm-hmm. you know, she said, she said, oh, you know, she way back at her. So I, I didn't even see her. So I wasn't yeah. trying to play hard to get at all. <laughs> um, but you know, once I actually seen that she was trying to get my attention, you know, everything mm-hmm. was good. Like we actually, you know, we had a conversation and stuff like that. But if okay. I would have known, then that would have been a different story. I ain't right. I, plus, you know, we on, you know. Professional setting, true. Like that that is very true. You know what I mean, yeah, I, I didn't wasn't... even think about that. That is true. Y'all were at work, so you can't yeah, really you know, be people flirting a whole bunch. Eyes yeah. and stuff, you know what I mean? I didn't know what type of time it was on. Yep, yep. I feel your vibe. I probably wouldn't. Have, I probably would have been the same way, Matt. Um, but so that kind of goes push me to my next question because one, I love this story because it's so like, now that I know Matt Shug, like that's so him. Like he is hospitable. He's very welcoming, but like, if he don't really know like the vibe, he just going to be friendly anyway. So it really explains him to the T. Um, so my next question. So, you know, we kind of got a understanding of how y'all met and y'all met in 2018 So I just have to tell our listeners, because I love this part, is, you know, let's fast forward. You guys met, you guys are dating, you guys like each other. And so um, (laughs) y'all had, when did y'all have, the question is, when did y'all have your first, your first child? September 2019. Okay. Now. September 8th, 2019. (laughs) A day our lives changed. Okay. So I want to hear from Matt a little bit. Um. So when y'all were, you know, you found out that you were having um, a baby and you guys have been interacting for about like a year or so, uh-uh. that can honestly, nope. oh, it wasn't a year yet? No, it was like we met in May and she was pregnant in December. Yep, seven months. Oh, wow. So honestly, I, I always kind of look at it like when life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. And I always say that I, to myself, I always look at Matt and... Corinne and say they made lemonade out of lemons yes it was unexpected it might have been unexpected in terms of um the pregnancy but you know y'all made it work and so my question is and a lot of people honestly a lot of people go through the same things that you guys go through and you know it can be a scary moment especially in the early stages of a relationship where you're Mm -hmm. still trying to get to know each other like all of that can be scary and so my question is, what were the conversations like when you both were discussing how you wanted to raise your children and make sure that you guys were on the same page? Um, I mean, we both had like different, you know, back, we come from different backgrounds and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, but we both mutually agreed that, you know, we wanted a good lifestyle for our kids. You know, we wanted them to be safe. You know, we, you know, we both had the same goals as like, you know, want them to have good education. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were both on the same page about that. Like, we want a good life for our kids. Like, we were both, you know, that was a mutual thing. So um, I feel like we, you know, we came to common grounds on that. But like okay. I said, we both came from different, like, upbringings and stuff like that. But when it came mm-hmm. to, like, a family and stuff like that, we're definitely, um, you know, on the same page. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. And uh, Karen, would you say the same? Like, explain how the conversation was. You know, how did you feel the conversations went with, like, talking to Matt to make sure that y'all were on the same page and raising your children? Right. So I think for me, I got a lot of my insight about who he was at the core. Um, Just, like, just conversations and, like, you know, just how he was raised and, like, what, what was important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of really intrigued me in the in the beginning, and also how uh, how I know I want him to be the father of my children. Like I was like, yeah, you know, shoot up the fucking club. Mm-hmm. Like if if, <laughs> if if it sticks, like whatever. Because I just felt right. that good about it. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Right. Like you know, sorry, right. vulgar. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I um, because I just knew that like just based off our conversations and um, mm-hmm. you know how he was raised, I just felt like he was solid. Um, like Matt said, I think that we both um wanted we wanted the same things like we wanted um you know a two-parent household we wanted a healthy household like a healthy safe environment for our children we both want a lot of kids too um okay both uh we want you know our kids to not have to struggle but we also want our kids to have resiliency we want our kids to you know just I don't know like emotionally be safe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um we want them to be uh you know have integrity you yeah. know, and just th- certain things like that. Like it was just basic co- core things that were both important to both of us that, you know, we came to agreement on. But like Matt, picking up and up for what Matt said, we come from two completely different backgrounds. I come from a right. single mother. My father was killed when I was 12. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't even know what a two-parent household looks like. Um, right. And Matt, con- on the other hand, he was raised with both his parents, you know, two professionals, um, you know, married for like 50 years, you know, so mm-hmm. that's all he knew. And his whole family um they all have marriages like traditional successful marriages right um mm-hmm. whereas me I don't even know I don't I, I probably have like one or two you know married couples to look up to like right. it's not it's not that common so working through that too was another hurdle but I mean I don't know if you're going to touch on it but no that, yeah something. I, we just I had actually... a common a common ground you know regardless of the backgrounds and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know we, we definitely just wanted a certain thing for you know, our family and children and things like that. So we definitely just, those conversations always came up, you know, you know, I want this, mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to have to, you know, do this, that, and the third and be in danger and things like that. So, you know, those are just mutual, those are just common grounds in the conversation that we were having. Yeah. And honestly, to, to Corinne's point, I'm, I actually like that she touched on that, that y'all are, are that y'all were like raised totally different. And mm-hmm. so, were there any times where y'all disagreed on how you were going to approach certain situations with your children? Because I mean, let's be real. Like when you rate, when you're raising a child with someone, y'all aren't always going to see eye to eye on certain things. Obviously, you know, you won't allow your children to see that, like that disagreement or mommy and daddy arguing, but you know, Mm -hmm. behind closed doors, you sometimes you just don't see eye to eye. And so was there anything that y'all didn't agree on, even, you know, after having your son and even before, um, just because of the different, um, the the different, like, lifestyles in terms of how y'all were raised? Um, I think Absolutely. that, like, yeah, for sure. I think that, like, there's just certain things that Corinne didn't want to do and where I didn't want to do. And then we're just like, all right, well, we'll, we'll, one of us will do it and we'll figure it out. Like, um, mm-hmm. for instance, like, you know, I'm, you know, a Christian, you know, I go to church and stuff like that. Corinne is not necessarily, you know, super into that. So I'm like, you know, I want the kids to be, you know, baptized and Christian and stuff like that. 
He's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not really my thing, but you know, if you want to go and do that, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? So right. just like we kind of just figured it out on that type of time. Like, you know, if that's if that's gonna be a thing, you know, that that'll be a thing. I'm not necessarily gonna be front and center, but I'll support it. You know what I mean? Even though we right. we didn't necessarily agree on it, you know, it was just like a mutual type of like understanding like you know that's what what you want and that's Mm -hmm. what you want yeah but i think he's also oversimplifying it too because the conversations don't always go that easy oh yeah no not by any means means, just to you know to clarify for your podcast Mm -hmm. we're not perfect this perfect couple or nothing like that you know i mean Uh, we have our struggles and you know we go through stuff you know weekly daily Mm -hmm. sometimes you know we're not perfect at all we're still learning every day so um but to your point matt To your point, Matt, like healthy relationships, yeah, they have disagreements, which comes, you know, compromise comes in. And that's what y'all did, for example, um, the example you gave about baptizing your children. Like, it's like, okay, well, you know, that was something that Corinne didn't really care about. But she's like, if it's that important to you, then, you know, let's do it. And so that's when you really have to figure out um, how do you want to compromise where you're not feeling like you're being taken advantage of, but you're also pleasing your partner at the same time. And a lot of people get that confused because they're like, well, I don't want to, cr- like, I don't want to be taken advantage of, or I don't want to make, I want to make sure that I'm getting what I want too. And it's like, mm, it's really not about that. It's more so like, think about, do you really care about this? Or, you know, does it really matter to you? Can that other person have it? And I think that's what, in that situation, um, Matt, that's what Shug did. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think like in a relationship is, you know, it's constantly, you're constantly working, you know, and they're trying to figure stuff out and work together and just coexist. So mm-hmm. in general, it's just, it's, you're working and you got, you got to put in the work and you got to <clears throat> compromise. So um, I, I don't know what other questions you have, but I, sorry, but I'm just saying our first year mm-hmm. was terrible. <laughs> okay. Give what us a man? scoop. Oh yeah, that was that was a rough, 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 rough trying year for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. For so sure. you said this is gonna be conversational, so whatever. yeah, let's talk so, about it. Um, but like, okay, so like we said, we we got pregnant seven months into knowing each other. Mm-hmm. So like, we were getting to know each other and pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he like I barely even knew. You know, we barely even got to know each other before I got pregnant, started being a pregnant woman. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start having crazy symptoms. You're kind of sometimes just not yourself. And then right. on top of that, going right into, you know, having a baby. And I suffer from postpartum depression. So that was a whole different thing. And I think Matt suffered from postpartum depression, too, because mm-hmm. we were just like, oh, my God, we were we struggled. Like, it was very, yeah. very, 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 very hard. Like, just two very independent, you know, people who are used to just worrying about themselves. I mean, we were mm-hmm. in our late twenties when we had Mavi, so we went pretty much our whole lives just us, like not a care in the world other than, you know, our phone bills, our little bills, you know, the next turn up, the next girl's trip, boys trip, you know, whatever like that. And then now mm-hmm. having to, you know, have this take care of this person. Like this whole person is solely relying on us. Like right. and this is permanent. Like this is been going over. Like this is forever. Right. <laughs> like, and then like, you know, just trying to figure that out. Like, it was just it was a lot. Like it was a mm-hmm. lot. And still trying to get to know each other. Right. Yeah. And mind you, um, you know, we love our son to death, but he was a very, very demanding baby. He was, you know, still, some people some people get these these babies. It's like, oh yeah, they sleep all night and they just they just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cry or something when they want a bottle or got to get changed. 
No, we had a very demanding baby, so that just added more to our situation. You know what I mean? Yes, he is a boss baby, but I go. love it. <laughs> very challenging, but yeah, I mean, so like I just try to like you know, and somebody told me that the first year would be rough, but I never imagined it. You know, would be like that. I thought honestly, like to be completely frank, I thought it would be more like a financial challenge, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't. It was emotional. It was mental. Like right. it was definitely like just a transition of like just shedding who we were, who we were, like, and it, it took a lot, a lot, a lot of work over communicating, over communicating. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in terms of like, you know, like we said, um, we come from two different backgrounds. So I'm not used to consulting with a man about everything. My mom was mm-hmm. the, you know, raised that she was a single mother. So she had, right. you know, it was just her. She made the decisions, right? Um, but then I literally have to go to Matt about every single thing, you know, concerning Mavi. And I'm like, sometimes that's you clogging up the damn pipes. Like sometimes <laughs> like to be efficient, let me just make the decision. But right. you know, no, because he's equally his parent, right? Exactly. Um, and this is what and I feel like, you know, this is what I want. I always wanted, you know, a father. Like I wanted my kids to have a father, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just had to learn how that, you know, how to how to what that looked like and how to coexist with that and how to co parent. Mm-hmm. with him um so even like down to like one of my prenatal appointments like he never missed a prenatal appointment um and sometimes he would get on my damn nerves because he would be in the appointments like uh, uh she's eating mcdonald's every day like, <laughs> bro like not like the baby and he was so like micromanaging my goddamn uterus and like yeah. you know but you know his concern was also the baby so i had to learn like you know it was my body but at the same time it was yeah. his child too so you know it yeah. was like that, ugh. and then after the baby was born him just like well, you know, just having opinions about stuff and comments yeah. and things like that. And, you know, and you'd be like, bro, what? Like, but, mm-hmm. you know, as he should, though, because exactly. he's, his, he's his father. Um, And so, yeah. and, and, and yeah, I love yeah. it. So now I, I go to him. I, I We collaborate. Like before it was right. like, I would, you know, make decisions like or try to. And he, he, he would challenge me on it. And we would, mm-hmm. you know, get into it sometimes. And we had to communicate through that, communicate through it, communicate through it. The conversations are very uncomfortable. The conversations mm-hmm. involved yelling and screaming and ah, because I'm definitely like. And the F-bomb for sure. Lots of, lots of F-bomb. <laughs> um, but for I'm sure, so glad sure. that he, that yeah. he, you know, he stood his ground and was like, no, that's my son. I'm his father. Um, and this is what we're doing. Um, right. Because now it just, it just makes for a better, you know, a better, better balance. Like, I love it. Right. Right. Yeah, like honestly, you, the like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Asha. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say the common sorry. theme here is communication, and even like during their tough times, one first and foremost, thank you, Shug, for just sharing and being open and honest about um experiencing postpartum depression for you and Matt because you know, fathers they go through it um just as hard as the mom. Um, and so thank you for being very transparent, honest with that information. Um, but one thing that I think regardless, like, it doesn't matter if you and Matt were together for six years or, you know, six months, I think it's still, it's still, it's hard having a baby, um, especially within that first year It's very hard. And the key thing that I keep hearing y'all say is that communication part. So when it did get hard, y'all were overly communicating. And when, you know, you did feel like you were um, where you had to always kind of go to him, then you communicated even more. You didn't like shut down. And I think that's the important part of your relationship is that y'all keep communicating and y'all just don't stop. And I think a lot of couples like 
they start to shut down when they don't get their way. Mm-hmm. Um, some couples, they, you know, they even feel like, uh, oh, I'm compromising too much since we're talking about mm-hmm. like just compromising. Um, it's a lot that goes into it, especially when you bring a baby in, into the into the situation. So I just wanted to highlight that part because it's so important to communicate. Absolutely. People underestimate communication, but it's mm-hmm. so important in a relationship. It's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. And so honestly, I'm so glad we're talking about you and just going through your pregnancy because um, one of my questions is I want you to share with our listeners your um, your birthing experience. So you, just to let my listeners know, um, Corinne, she has had her baby at a birthing center. And mm-hmm. in that birthing center, she was allowed to have, you know, all her family, her entire tribe in that room. And so mm-hmm. I want to share this um, this experience because it's an experience that I think uh, all mothers should experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I just want you to walk us through how that was. And then also touch mm-hmm. on how Matt supported you in that, in your journey of trying to, you know, pass your, your son through. Right. Um, so I've always like been obsessed with like births and like motherhood and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. so I've always known that I wanted to like, you know, birth in like a different way. I, hospital was cool, but I was like, Hmm, I don't know. Um, I think I want to do a home birth. Right. So, um, (laughs) I presented that to Matt and he was like, absolutely the fuck not. (laughs) You want to die? You think you want to die? And I was like, he's like, people have babies at the hospital. It's not safe to have it at home. And I'm like, actually to me, it's the complete opposite. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'm actually safer at home. Right. And he was Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. So when we first found out we were pregnant, we agreed. We made, I made, we made two appointments. Well, I made two appointments because, you know, I had to make it. But um, right. I made an appointment um, with the hospital and I made an appointment at the birth center. So we tried both. So I, I think the hospital was the first appointment we went to, like our first visit. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no. Anyway, so we had two appointments. Um, the, the birth center was the first appointment. And our appointment was like literally like hour and a half long. And the midwife wow. was just so, she was so informative. She was so welcoming. She was so gentle and not just gentle with the touch, but gentle with our, with, with our words. Yeah. Like just like yeah. with our situation, like, you know, just cause this was a scary, crazy time. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm eight weeks pregnant. Like, I don't know what the fuck I want to make that. You know? <laughs> and then like when you're, eight, when you're eight weeks pregnant and like, sorry, I, I could get, I'm going on for all the time, but. When you before you have that first prenatal appointment, especially your first baby, mm-hmm. you have so many thoughts. Like you're like, "Am I miscarrying? Like, is this bleeding right. normal? Is this cramping normal?" Like, and the doctors won't even talk to you until you have that first prenatal appointment. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're literally it's just you and fucking Google. So right. I mean, there were so many concerns. I was like in my head about everything. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, so it's just like you know we, we were driving each other crazy honestly like we're just like is everything okay blah 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 but so she was just so gentle with us um and I loved it no question was you know she deep dumb um she took right. her time and she pretty much just you just made us feel at ease right um and and even Matt like she woke up Matt like it was you know she he was it's very much a part of it as as was I right and mm-hmm. like, so it, that was a really good experience. Um, and then we went to the hospital and I understand like hospitals are t- it's a different environment. 
Right. The good thing about the hospital is that we were able to see the baby on ultrasound. So I got the the comfort of hearing the heartbeat and seeing that baby, that little right. right? Um, but the, it was literally like 15 minutes, maybe. And it was like, mm-hmm. zip, 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 All right, guys, take care. See you in a month. Yep. Wow. They're just like head spinning, like, oh, oh, okay. Um, so then, and I'm glad we did that because Matt got to experience both. So I was team birth center and he was mm-hmm. team hospital. And he got to experience both. And that was like, he was like, okay, I see the difference. I see the different types of care. He was like, let's go with the birth center, right? And so okay. that was, that's what we chose. Um, and it was a great experience. And obviously this was pre-COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So he was welcomed into every, you know, every prenatal um, visit. Um, mm-hmm. He had, he used to come in with like 15 questions. Like, and I, I love like, it. Are you pregnant or am I pregnant, bro? Like, seriously, like he was just so <laughs> attentive. Um, like he just, he was just really involved. Um, and then the birthing experience. Okay. So then we, we hired a doula because I felt like, so Matt's one of Matt's crazy fears is birth. Like he hates fucking birth. He's not right. a scary person. He's very courageous and has a, a like, a, you know, he, he has a, a solid heart, but he's scared of birth. Yeah, like, birth is crazy. It, to, to terrifies me. Him. it is. It is. It terrifies him. All them shows I've been seeing, I'm like, nah. <laughs> and I've seen the birth too, my sister. And I was like, nah, this ain't it. So I so, knew that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Corinne, I have to, I have to just cut, cut in the middle of there. Cause I want to really get to know, like, I want to really know Matt. So, okay. You're in the, you know, Corinne is in labor. And you guys are at the birthing center. Mm. And so I want mm. you to share, how did you support Corinne as she is going through active labor? Well, we had a doula. And the, that's what I was going to touch active, on. Like, all right. So active labor. Yeah. So whew, such a different, like, I never experienced nothing like this in my life, really. Like, it was just like, whew, I was just trying not to pass out, really. I was just trying to support <laughs> her and just trying to be strong, you know, as she was having contractions and, mm-hmm. you know, pushing, just trying to, you know, be by her side and just encourage her. And like she said, like Corinne said, we did have a doula. So she was kind of, she was very helpful too, like just uh, okay. um, for extra additional support. But mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, just being there to make her feel comfortable and just make her at ease and just let her know that everything was going to be cool. Even though I didn't know everything was going to be cool because I was about to pass out. But, you thought I was going to die. Yeah, I thought she was going to check out. But, I, you know, I was just trying to stay strong. You know, that's all. Okay. Um, but it was it was a different experience for sure. It was just, you know, it brought us a lot closer, you know, because it was just like, you know, she's pushing my child out. It's just like, right. wow, it's just It's definitely crazy. a different experience. And I wanted him to okay. be involved in the, in the birth because obviously he can't actually be in labor because, you know, he's right. in. But I want him to be involved as involved as possible. And I think that, you know, sometimes and I, like, I'm not against hospital births, whatever, I, you know. Um, but I think that oftentimes when you like are in a hospital, the man is just sitting there on his phone while the woman is just, in, you know, in the bed laboring by herself. And there's mm-hmm. no place for the man. Right. But right. I wanted it to be intimate. I wanted it to be both of us like welcoming this baby in Earthside. And that's exactly right. what it was. Like we came up with a birth playlist um like songs that we both enjoyed that were special to us yeah it was really a dope experience honestly like um you know just having whoever you wanted in the room and being able to Mm -hmm. probably had that you know had that freedom that you wanted like she said having music you know she was able to eat walk around um Mm -hmm. and corinna's a beast she pushed out two babies you know naturally so she's a beast i mean superwoman superwoman for real (laughs) it was um it was definitely an experience you know um yeah like she's like Corinne said i definitely um overlooked it at first you know but 
actually going through it is definitely a great experience. Now, you know, I would recommend it to other people too. Yeah. Now, sorry, um, Corinne, I had to cut you off because mm. I really, so one thing that we don't really hear about is the male perspective on, um, on active labor and mm-hmm. being in that birth and journey. And so I wanted to highlight Matt's experience in that moment because, you know, as you're physically going through that pain, he's mentally kind of carrying you. Mm-hmm. And so he's mentally trying to prepare you. He's mentally trying to make sure that you're you're calm and that your spirit is good. Mm-hmm. Because like Matt said, you are bringing in his, his child. And so I think one thing that Matt might have been scared of is like she could lose her life over my child like Mm -hmm. over having my child and then Matt could you know in his head he's like you know thinking and he's like he's probably anxious like oh my gosh please I just hope that everything goes well and so sometimes we just overlook that male perspective um, because they're not physically going through it but I do want you to finish your uh your part about having your doula and just kind of going through this spiritual journey of like pushing your baby out Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for highlighting um, that because I think that that's so important. Like, it's very, very, very important. And like, I'm, I talk so much, sorry, boo. But that's why he love you. I definitely want to faint for sure. Like, it's definitely a, uh, an experience to say the least. <laughs> but um, you're, you're but right. You know, I definitely appreciate you highlighting that because that's, that's real. He was my strength. Like, he was literally yeah. my strength. I was able to, like, like when the contractions came, I was able to hold on to those those hands and be like, oh, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, boo, I, like, I need your hand right now. Like, let, you know what I mean? Right. And like, I just to release this tension. Right. I, he was able to speak life into me. Like, you got mm-hmm. this. You I got this. It. Breathe. Go low. You got this. Okay. You know, like just just pay, you know, like he was literally just able to speak life into me. And like, I mm-hmm. really think that it was profound and it's very intimate. Like how. Like what, uh, like this so sacred and intimate, like literally mm-hmm. bringing forth life into the world, like something we went half on and now we're right. both, you know, helping each other usher it into the world. You know what I mean? So right. I think that if you can, like, you know, I think I, I highly recommend, you know, both parents, like really just, you know, be involved in that labor experience. Yeah. And honestly, some men, Matt, like some men just don't know how to show up in that space Mm -hmm. because they feel useless. So that was another reason why I wanted to get your perspective is because a lot of men, they're like, oh, I don't know. And they're anxious and, you know, they're trying to figure out, okay, how can I support her? But she's screaming and yelling at me. I don't know what to do. I mean, it can get very hectic, but um, you handled it from what Suge is saying that you handled it so well by just speaking life into her. And even when you were anxious, you were trying not to show her that anxiety because you wanted her to just stay calm. And so you had a lot on your plate, Matt, but I think you handled it very well. Thank you. Thank you. It was definitely, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was definitely an experience to say the least. Like I said, it was, yeah. it was hard. Do you regret it? Do you think that we should have did it another way? No, nah, I absolutely, um, like I said, I would do it again, you know, mm-hmm. and that, the way we did it, it was, you know, hands on, you know, like a lot, of, like you yeah. said, a lot of, uh, a lot of men don't get to be hands on and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It was definitely something to always remember. Um, I'll never forget, you know, those two, those two days ever. So. Oh, I love it. Um, so, okay. Let's fast forward a little bit. Um, just for my listeners to know guys, Corinne and Matt, they have two children now, two beautiful black boys. And um, they are just living happily ever after. 
and <laughs> we I can't wait so, can't wait for Jamaica. They are having hey. their wedding <laughs> here in Jamaica. It's gonna so be I'm lit. So excited about that! It's gonna be super lit. We're gonna have so much fun because we're celebrating celebrating this story, y'all journey. Like like you said, in a short period of time, y'all have accomplished so much. And so, with that being said, is there any advice that you can give a couple that? may not have it all figured out and you know some lemons were just thrown at them but they're not sure how to make lemonade and so what advice would you give a couple that was in your shoes three four years ago are you talking about in regards to like a child or just in general it could be honestly anything it doesn't have to necessarily be a child um mm-hmm. it just honestly like you know life happens and yeah. so you know b- pregnancies happen honestly sometimes people they get married or you know, or, you know, just life happens. And so um, my question for you is just to it just kind of give some advice to couples that may be going through a hard time and um, are trying to figure it, figure it out with each other. They know that they don't want to break up. Um, and mm-hmm. so they are leaning on just having to make lemonade out of mm-hmm. the lemons that they were given. So that's actually really funny because, um, Matt and I, Matt's birthday was last week, and um, we we went we not we went out to lunch by ourselves. It was fucking delightful. It was amazing. <laughs> we didn't have to rush because a Tyler was about to have a damn meltdown. Like we were just able to enjoy like exquisite cuisine and like just bask in joy. It was amazing. So that's I love it. You know, I love it. yeah. So little delicacies are like profound now that we have like two kids, but nonetheless, it you know we love them. But um, I was we were. I'm sorry I, I talk so much I'm sorry but I was gonna say we, we were literally having this conversation we were like how do like how, how how do we get through it like how do we make it because there were so many points in our relationship where we probably you know it, we probably shouldn't have made it out mm-hmm. but I think that we, we agreed what we came to the conclusion was like we always like keep our eye on the bigger picture like the wow, end goal. Like, like you know what I mean like you're going to like what's our, our goal is to have this healthy happy family and you know mm-hmm. happy you know quotations because you know you go through things but like our yeah. goal is to just really just have this legacy our goal is to love one another be happy like genuinely fucking happy mm-hmm. um and, you know and just hopefully create a life for our kids that they don't necessarily have to heal from now granted they'll probably 20 years from now still have fucking therapists and blame everything on us <laughs> that's <laughs> the fuck on them i don't care but as long right. as you know when we go to sleep at night, we know we did everything in our power, you know, to make exactly. sure we had a decent life. But no, even still, like, um, we, we like outside of the kids, like we really just love each other, we respect each other, and we have the end goal of just having a, you know, a sound relationship. So when we get in these stupid ass fights, and some are bigger than others, like mm-hmm. it don't really be that deep. It'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, you like, you know, it, it's hard. Our moments are hard, but we can talk through them. We can get over them. And be like, yeah. That was fucked up. Like, I that really upset me. That frustrated me. That was a hard thing to get through. But I still love you, right? Like, and you know, Mm -hmm. and we try to like have that mutual respect and like really just talk through things. Another thing, um, this is kind of like sidebar, but my processing time is a lot quicker than Matt's. Mm, Okay. So giving him space, like to you know, process things. Like I'm a blah 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 blah, right? And then I'm I'm over it. I say what I got to say, and then I'm like, and then five minutes later, I'm like, come on, boo let's have a drink or let's let's watch power you know what I mean right. like I don't even want to look at you right now like <laughs> I low-key probably fucking hate you right and I'm like are you still on that 
or whatever. But like that's his process and time. So allowing each other space, you know, okay. to process things, you know, and things like that. I don't know. Just point long story short, having our eyes on the angle. What would you say? Yeah. <laughs> so I would say like just like going back to the roots and stuff like that. Um, so I'll speak on, you know, not having like kids and stuff like that. So if you don't mm-hmm. have kids and stuff like that, just going back to like what brought you guys together, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, what made you guys fall in love and things like that. Just always kind of keep that in mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, what brought you guys to the point that you're at, you know, it's definitely probably can be challenging and stuff like that. But, you know, I got, like I said before, um, it's always putting in work and constantly evolving and growing. So, just kind of just remembering, you know, why you guys got together and why you guys are together will probably help. Um, as far as like if you have, a, you know, children and things like that or other things mm-hmm. involved in your relationship, um, I would say just spending time with each other, um, making sure you guys have time for each other, um, just right. making sure that you guys go back to, you know, what you know from each other. You know, just if it's a date night or if it's like just chilling right. with each other, just, you know, having that intimate time with each other, I think is essential mm-hmm. definitely essential to a healthy relationship so um you know relationships ain't easy for sure and by, yeah. like said, by no means we're not perfect and we're still figuring stuff out day by day um so just being open and being like vulnerable and communication is definitely like important and advice that i would give um mm-hmm. you know it's, it's work you know what i mean it's, it's yeah it's definitely work for sure and you just yeah. got to be open to it and just got to be able to, um, you know, be respectful of others' wishes and, and just, you know, understanding as well. You know what I mean? You can't just brush people off. You know, you got to be, got to validate people's feelings and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. I know yeah. Matt is like my best friend in the whole world. So like what keeps <laughs> oh. me like, and when he pisses me off, I like, I'd rather like, I don't want to live life without him. Like even like when I, when something oh, good happens, he's the first person I want to call, and then something bad happens, he's the first person I want to call. So mm-hmm. like, just ha- you know what I mean? Like that kind of helps me like come back around too when we have our fights or whatever our differences or like when you said when like mm-hmm. throws us lemons, right? Like right. I don't want to life go through life with anyone but him. Like mm-hmm. you know, I want to weather the storms with him. You know what right. I mean? Storms gonna come, and if right. I if I had to choose, I'm always going to want to weather with with man like he's just he's my partner like he's my ride or die i love it i'm trying not to cry over here because (laughs) i just love this story listeners i hope y'all took some key gems honestly i have especially about the that space dynamic because me i'm a talker and i want to figure things out right then and there i want to hit get to the bottom of everything because I, similar to um, to you, Shug, I I want to resolve it, and I just want to want it to be back to regular, like how we were. Right. And so, um, and so, one thing that I one thing that I'm learning is to give respect my partner's space, respect that um, my partner, you know, has to deal with the emotions and to also handle his emotions with care. And so, mm-hmm. I took some nuggets from this conversation. Listeners, I hope you have this podcast. We focus on Black love and um, how to handle and nurture your Black love. And so I hope you took some key gems from that. Um, Please stay tuned for more episodes with the Questions Queen podcast. Mm 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you found this episode helpful. But I'm here every week, so let's stay connected.